We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is up? Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow, the Spurs Up show. Good morning. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see Justin, Luke, RJ, GA, Colton, Noah Johns, Ethan, Stephen Borrell Jr. Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Make sure your questions are answered there. We are rocking. We are live here on this beautiful Wednesday in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. As you obviously can see, we are not in studio for the second consecutive day in a row. Uh, we'll be this way today, guys, of course, in the 10 to 12 time slot. I know it's different. Thank you all so much for being flexible with your time and joining us today. Of course, no TDC tomorrow. However, the spring tour continues as we are from Somerville, South Carolina, just outside of Charleston. So can't wait to hang out with a bunch of great uh, low country Gamecocks, if you will. We'll be selling merchandise, taking your questions, and having us one hell of a time at Carolina Alehouse. Somerville TDC will be back to normal on Friday in studio, airing noon to two. And then, of course, Saturday is the Garnet and Black Spring Game, and we will host a live stream watch-along for all of that. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in again, being flexible. Of course, as always, TDC is brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it over at Price Picks. So many fans and listeners of the Daily Crow and of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. DGD, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, just having ourselves a Wednesday. It's funny. I'm almost kind of getting used to these, these morning start times for TDC. No, I, I like noon to two too much. I normally like my mornings too much, sitting down, drinking some coffee, having a good time, relaxing, if you will. Noon to two works really well for me. It's a blessing that we're able to be flexible and we're able to move the time and do different things. But I do like noon to two on a consistent basis, so I don't see that changing up um, anytime soon. <clears throat> I see Panic Ritter is panicking here on a Wednesday morning. 
after the Gamecocks fall to Clemson in softball. Yeah, DGD, it's going to be a lot of fun. Spring games galore. You know, I'm really excited. I've been talking about the live stream, watch along, and doing more stuff from the studio, if you will, being locked in on my phone, being locked in on TV content, all that good stuff. I'm excited to to catch other games. You know, I'm really excited, DGD, to watch other games. I, I have not done that in the past, believe it or not, because – you know, in the past, and especially I think about last season when we were doing the TSUS tailgates, which really what the TSUS tailgate turned into, right? Because 2021, we were partying, we were going crazy. We had the GoPro out there having a blast. Last year, it really turned into more so like the TSUS tailgate was more like the TSUS pop-up shop. Like that's literally what it was. We were hosting a pop-up shop and I was selling merch throughout the entire day, which, I mean, again, was a blast. I had a lot of fun doing it, but that's really what it turned into. So um, I'm excited, though, to be locked in, be able to watch all the games. I was not able to do that at the TSUS tailgate last year. Um, I was so locked in, selling the merchandise, talking with people. Like, I, I didn't watch any other football, like none. I only saw the Gamecocks play. So, <clears throat> DGD, to your point, man. I mean, no doubt you're somebody that creates content. You understand this. You, you know where I'm coming from. It is absolutely beneficial as a content creator to have the ability to sit down, watch all the games. You can have your phone in front of you, be locked in, be on good Wi-Fi. That's another one. So uh, really excited, again, for our live stream. Watch along on Saturday. And, again, guys, what this really is teasing is uh, we're going to be doing these for every single football game. I mean, that's going to be the plan. I've, uh, I've decided it. I've set my mind on it. I, I don't need to delay anymore. We will be doing that during the 2023 football season. Now, what that means in regards for merchandise, what it means for the tailgate specifically, I mean, obviously it means there will not be a TSUS tailgate. Again, I do not believe. Um, I may have someone, my good friend Dave Garrick, who I think will be posting up in Seawells. He, he might operate the pop-up shop, if you will, sell merchandise for me. But in regards to me being on site in Columbia throwing a tailgate, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the move. And again, I think there's a lot more value, I should say, more than anything, being back in the studio, chopping up content, uh, doing the live stream, watch alongs, tuning into the other games, etc. So again, guys, with that being said, though, 843-790-3377, I do want to hear from you. Gamecocks get the dub last night over USC Upstate. And we sit now just a couple of days away from the Garnet and Black spring game. I see Hunter Kelly. What's up, man? Matthew Calvert. Yes, coffee out of the mason jar. By the way, of course, as I mentioned, we are in Hilton Head, beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I want to shout out Derek over at the Salty Dog Cafe. You know, it's funny when you're down here, you, you know, we're obviously in South Carolina and I grew up coming here, all that good stuff, but it's like, you almost kind of forget for a moment you're in South Carolina because there's people from everywhere, right? I mean, you guys have been to Hilton Head. There's people from Ohio, Colorado, you know, all over the Southeast, what have you. It's not just like you're in Columbia or you're in Greenville. So you almost kind of forget like where you are. And uh, it sort of took me by somewhat a surprise. I mean, I'm, I'm used to it to a degree, but it was really cool that, um, you know, we walked up to Salty Dog just trying to get a coffee and kind of walk around and uh, check things out, if you will. And Derek stopped me, approached me, if you will, and was like, hey, huge fan of the show. Listen, I was like, oh, God, yeah. So wanted to shout out Derek Salty Dog Cafe, the manager there, I believe, if I read his name tag correctly, that does an incredible job and uh, hooked me up with a nice coffee. So I appreciate uh, Derek coming through in the clutch and appreciate Derek, the love and support. And great to feel the love down here on the island as well. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And I, I love this place. I love this place. And 
that was cool. Did not eat at Salty Dog Cafe. Have not eaten there in quite a while, but a great place. Definitely check it out. No, no free ads, I say, but uh, no. Salty Dog Cafe doesn't need my help. <laughs> they, are, they are very well known for sure. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> Matthew Calvert, going to be a beautiful day firing up the grill. You mean today, Matthew, or on Saturday? Today or on Saturday? Oh, he says, bring on Vandy. Okay, yes. I'm, t- I'm assuming you're talking about on Saturday. It's definitely going to be a fun weekend. I'm actually joining uh, Billy Derrick with the door report tonight at 930. I'm going to see about getting that audio on our podcast. But uh, I'm joining him tonight at 930 to talk about everything South Carolina, Vanderbilt this weekend. Billy Derrick, they do a great job with the door report. Uh, it's crazy to think there are folks out there that is passionate about Vanderbilt sports as we are about Gamecock sports. But believe it or not, that is a real thing. So excited to go straight to the source. And talk with Billy Derrick about it all. 843-790-3377. Guys, like I mentioned here on this Wednesday, appreciate you all being flexible. Uh, my apologies, by the way, with, you know, I, I thought that this, and certainly the uh, certainly the uh, the setting is incredible in the background, but the lighting is giving us issues. The glare in the background, obviously. So I do apologize. <clears throat> appreciate you guys not judge, judging me too hard. Apologies. Appreciate you guys not judging me too hard. We got to get a new setup, or not a new setup, but a new camera. A new camera, I think. I think there's better cameras out there we can upgrade to. Um, but yeah, just figured why not. This is the this is the best spot to do it in the Airbnb. Just figured why not. But uh, I, I know the lighting is not fantastic behind us. I know the lighting is not fantastic. So, anyways, guys, what do you got in your mind? Shane Beamer speaking yesterday. Sounds like everything went pretty well. Went pretty well in regards to the scrimmage. It sounds like they're really excited for the freshman class. Uh, Shane Beamer saying it going as far as saying they did not miss on a single player in regards to freshmen. Everybody's going to contribute. Everybody's going to do well. So, you know, it's the spring. It, it, it is what it is. You take it with a grain of salt, but I think that's great to hear. And, you know, certainly I think the Gamecocks have done well in recruiting. And, you know, you've been able to, to you've been able to develop so many uh, sort of diamond in the rough guys, two, three star guys. Now, if you can take those fours and those fives and really get the most out of them, I think now you're really cooking, right? For sure. Uh, Justin Langford Petri is an awesome player for us. I'm thankful to see that young man on our ball club. Yeah, Justin, he's fantastic. I mean, Pet- Petri is elite. It's he's elite for sure. Yeah, it's it's not a light lens. There's a building behind us that I think that sun is directly hitting. I I, I guess I could have. I could have thought about that. Maybe I can twist this thing around during the break or something, but I, I know the glare is is brutal behind us. We do just have this, like, yellow wall right here I could go with. I could just go with the yellow wall as the background. I really wanted, like, the palmetto trees and stuff like that. But, yeah, that sun is directly reflecting off that wall back there. So, um, let's see. Yeah, Justin Langford, that's a great point. Justin Langford, that's a great point. What can Cassis do against his former team? And I don't know, by the way, guys, if you can hear that leaf blower in the background, but my God, talk about bad timing. You guys let me know if you can hear that. Talk about some bad timing, right? We got like a leaf blower going on in the background here. Yeah, Travis, I mean, it's beautiful, dude. It's, I think the high today is like 78. Uh, we're going out to the golf tournament today, hence why I'm rocking. We got the Players' Championship polo on. Uh, definitely be loading up on some Harbortown gear, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, no, excited to get out there. I mean, it, it's beautiful down here today. It's absolutely beautiful so travi and appreciate you tuning in my friend thank you so much again for the continued love and support y'all let me know can y'all hear that leaf blower you have to you have to be able to hear it either that or it's it's so far away maybe you can't but i, I would not be shot that the mic wasn't picking up on it 
I saw Luke RJ comment earlier. Is Luke RJ in here? Luke RJ, I know you're excited for the spring game, my friend. I know you're excited for the spring game. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, GAs is barely good. Thank God, because I can hear it pretty clearly. Um, I know you're excited, Luke RJ, for the spring game. I know I am as well. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. What will the attendance be? All right. What can the what will the attendance be? I know that was something that was highly debated last year. I don't think anybody believes there were twenty thousand people in there. Not that spring game attendance is, you know, a huge deal. But I think what it is, guys, is when the rivals keeping track of something, and you're keeping track of something, there is a competition inevitably. So it is a big deal. It becomes a big deal. And you know, the rivals said they had what like thirty. 38,000, 39,000, which they didn't. And Steve Fink, for whatever reason, said the Gamecocks had like 20,000. They didn't. We, we didn't. We had more. We had far more. Um, so, anyways, maybe it's not a big deal. Will they Will they even keep attendance? Heck, I don't know. <clears throat> but I'll be interested to see what the attendance does look like. I think it'll be packed. I mean, I really do. I think it'll be packed based off of, you know, the season you had last year, the hype, the new players. Um, I would expect it to be a pretty good crowd. So, Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. <clears throat> DGD says, what's your main question heading into your spring game? Great question, DGD. What is the main question? We definitely have questions, DGD. Definitely have questions. But what is the main question? What is the number one? That's a great question, though, that you present. Like, what is the number one question that I have? I mean, I, I just keep going back to running back. And, and I just I, – I, what has really evolved into the top storyline of spring is to carry on Joyner's role at the running back position. So, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to see how he looks back there. I'm excited to see just what the running back room as a whole looks like. I mean, again, DGD, it's a bit of a loaded question to a degree because it's like, can you really – like, do you think you're going to go through a spring game and learn something for sure? Like, are you going to be able to take away a conclusion? Probably not. But um, I think getting to carry on Joyner, getting getting a look at him back there in the backfield, I think that's probably the thing I'm most intrigued for. I, I really do because I think defensively, I don't think you're going to learn a whole lot. You know, it's it's the offense knows what the defense is doing and vice versa. I don't think you're going to learn a lot about the play calling or about Dowell logins, but like you can look at, I think you can definitely look at individual players. I think you can look at individual players and just kind of see how they're moving out there. Do they do some things that we haven't seen before? So the carry on joiner and him in the backfield, embracing a role. I don't even know what the role is, but embracing a role and becoming a bigger part of the Gamecocks offense. Like, what does that look like? Do we see him feature more? You know, it's going to be a real, a real shame if we're sitting here talking about this and, like, he barely even plays or doesn't play at all. I mean, I understand there's a lot of young guys that need to see the field versus a guy like Dak Joyner who's been here for forever. I get that. But, you know, that that's kind of evolved into, I think, the biggest storyline of the spring. You know, I thought Saturday down south, we talked about this a lot last year. Guys, it's funny. It sounded like a broken record when I read it this morning. But um, Saturday down south, they do a really good job. You know, talked about the trends – top trends that you didn't know about in the SEC. And I guess if you're not a Gamecock, obviously, <clears throat> if you're not a Gamecock, you don't know a whole lot about it. But we mentioned this repeatedly last preseason. 
about the quarterback position and something that Spencer Rattler is trying to do. He's been trying to he's trying to become the Gamecocks' first quarterback to be drafted, drafted since Todd Ellis. It has not happened since 1990. April of 1990 is when the last Gamecocks quarterback was selected in the NFL draft. So he's trying to do something that has not been done in quite some time. Here's a crazy one since DGD is in here commenting. Georgia has not had a 1,000-yard receiver since 2002. And I think he was the only one ever, which just doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. So DGD says, I'm curious about the new OC and what the offensive personnel groupings and scheme looks like, even if it's somewhat vanilla. I mean, again, DGD, that's the thing. I, I'm just, how much can you really draw from the spring game, like play calling-wise? I, I just don't think any. You know, I, I don't think any. Granted, with that being said, we saw a very conservative, like swing pass sat was born in the spring game last year. Really, it was born in 2021. But I don't think it would be fair to come out of the spring game and be one way or the other. Like, the spring game solidified that I think Dabble Loggins is the best fit. Shane Beamer hit a home run. I also don't think it'd be fair to say that Dabble Loggins is trash and he's a bozo and he has no clue what he's doing because of the spring game. Like, I don't know what they're going to call. I, I don't know what their plan is. If they're going to try to stretch it out, they're going to keep things conservative. But it is a glorified scrimmage. Again, the offense knows what the defense is doing. The defense knows what the offense is doing. I, I just don't see any way you can come out of that and say, oh, well, the spring game is giving me more confidence in the Dowell Loggins hiring. We're not going to know until Toe meets Leather this fall. We're not going to know until you go through this season. We're not going to know uh, anything about that hiring. Was it a good hire? Was it a bad hire? Was it an indifferent hire? We're just not going to know until the season kicks off. We're not going to know. Spring game is not going to tell us anything. Maybe we'll see some glimpses of some wrinkles, but just realistically, guys, you're not going to be able to get a really, really good grasp on, on what Carolina's got uh, with Dabble Loggins, the OC, until we get into the season. So, <clears throat> Coleman Hall says, no Dowell slander tolerated. Cheers, man. I hear you. DGD says, no doubt you can see traits on display. Timing in the passing game, observe different combinations on the lines of scrimmage, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, that's the biggest thing, DGD. It gives you a chance to see a bunch of different guys. And I know you guys, though. I know you guys have got a big big uh, storyline question, if you will. The quarterback position, which that, that will be the question for us, DGD, going into next year. The quarterback position uh, with, what is it, Carson Beck, uh, Gunnar Stockton, and uh, who is the other guy? My God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Why am I drawing a blank? G DGD will fill me in. Anyways, the battle at the quarterback position, there's three guys. I don't, I don't think Gunnar Stockton's in the battle from what we've, what we've heard. Uh, Brock Vandergriff, that's it. Which I think they think – I think they're saying Carson Beck is the leader, correct, in the clubhouse. And it sounds like it's a two-headed race between Carson and Brock. So, which – with Georgia, does it matter? I mean, does it matter who's playing quarterback? They're going to be elite. They're going to be fantastic. Uh, they got plenty of talent around them, five-star on five-star on five-star. Um, yeah, they're going to be great. They're going to be great. So we got the pups outside once again, guys. We're going to appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love sport. Appreciate you guys being flexible this week. I know things are a little bit different with the setup and with the time and all that. 
But, uh, you know, DGD says it matters if they make boneheaded plays and mistakes. No, I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it means zero, but I just – I try my best not to be the guy that draws hard conclusions from a spring game. I just try not to be that guy. Here we go. Wow. Um, looks like – let's see. You know, I saw – Okay. I saw this headline and I was thought I was like, "There's no way <clears throat> this is the men's team. We would not get this type of attention." The women's team will take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Monday, November the sixth, twenty twenty three, in Paris. How about that in Paris? Huh? Wow. Game ticket packages and venue will be confirmed at a later date this spring, along with the television partner. Okay. How about it? That'll be really cool. That'll be really, really cool. So, a year ago today, WinBet released SEC East win totals. For the college football season, I'm just wondering if that's going to be happening today. I, I just, I'm, I'm very, uh, very anxious to see. You guys might, I don't know. You guys might hear stuff going on behind me. I don't know. Anyways, we'll see if that comes out today. Let's see if that comes out today. Coleman Hall says, I heard Dabble hit an ace on 17 at Sawgrass. No way. No way, dude. You got to be making that up. You got to just be making that up. It's not even King Dowell slander. I just don't – I don't even believe you. I don't even believe it, my guy. I don't even believe it. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I guess I could have done this in a backyard. But the screen porch is beautiful, and I don't think there was a plug-in for the laptop back there. That's my only thing. We got the dogs going crazy. They see one person, they just freak out. To be fair, somebody did walk into the yard, so I don't know exactly what they're doing here. But anyways, we got chaos all around us, man. We got chaos all around us. Hilton Head is not meant for you to just sit in the Airbnb. It's meant for you to get out and about. So, yeah, perks of a live show. Things just happen. Things just happen. Never a dull moment, indeed. Anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven guys. I don't know exactly what they're doing. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. I mean, it's maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't be live. <laughs> maybe it's a sign they are doing some serious work on the island for sure. They are doing serious work on the island, um, but it is. Hey, this is a great place to be, man. Hilton Head's incredible. I love it down here. It's beautiful. I mean, literally, like I said, the weather today is. Unreal. 
She's freaking out. The rally dog is freaking out. So we're going to, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, excited for the spring game Saturday, guys. Of course, baseball, huge, 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 huge series. Huge series. Huge series on uh, over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, come on now. Come on now. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You can get down. You can get down. Okay. Be good. <clears throat> How about the news last night that Mark Kingston confirmed that uh, Mark Kingston confirming that Noah Hall. Okay, it looks like they left. We should be good. That Noah Hall will be out for this weekend's game. Uh, which doesn't surprise me, guys. Again, we've heard through the grapevine that there's a good chance that Noah Hall will be out for this season, and they just have not announced it yet. So, you know, we'll see if that's the case. I'm not trying to put anything out there that uh, that he is out. Again, there's just word on the street, and uh, if somebody wants to dispel the rumor, Noah Hall himself, Mark Kingston, whoever, they're more than welcome to do so. But uh, from what we've heard, there is a chance that he will be out for the year due to that back issue and getting surgery and what have you. So we shall see. Um, it would be a huge loss. I mean, listen, I, I think this team, I think this team, even with the loss of Noah Hall, is built to win. You've got quality depth in the pitching staff, no doubt. I mean, we've seen it time and time again all throughout this year. You know, I think example for this weekend, Eli Jones will fill right in. He pitched beautifully at Mississippi State. I, I think he'll do really well. But I mean, anytime you lose one of your weekend arms, if he is out for an extended period of time or even the season. It's a blow. I mean, it just is. It, it's a blow, and especially when you get the postseason play and, you know, SEC tournament, regional supers, when you need arms, College World Series, of course, when you need arms, you know, that's when your pitching depth is really tested. Again, the good news is you've got multiple guys that can start. You've got multiple guys that, uh, you know, can pitch big innings for you, and you feel confident with them, but you know, certainly it's something to keep an eye on. It's unfortunate. It's just really unfortunate because Noah Hall was spinning the ball so beautifully. And, of course, you saw the back flare up at Mississippi State. He just didn't look the same. But, again, I think this Gamecocks ball club is built in a way in which they will be able to combat losing one arm, even two arms. Uh, but you hope it doesn't become a trend because, my goodness, we certainly felt the injury bug last year. Um, but I think this team will be okay. But you just hope Noah Hall – I mean, I, I just hope the, the rumors are not true that – he will be out for an extended period of time. You know, it's obviously it's obviously something you don't want. You don't want to see it. So, anyways, guys, how y'all feeling here on this Wednesday, April the 12th, hump day? Yes, Josh, this is the high-quality content that everybody is here for indeed. This is the high-quality content everyone is here for so let's see again i know a lot of people making their way into columbia for the spring game by the way guys in case you didn't pick up on this no mark ryan today no mark ryan today uh
Wicked Weed Brewing Truck passing us by. No Mark Ryan today. They're actually doing a live show at Ingles or something like that. And I think he's busy. And um, so no Mark Ryan. You just get me for two hours. We're rocking. We're rolling, of course. Uh, <clears throat> Coleman Hall says, I got to be honest. All due respect to him. But there were times when Birch looked like he was just there and occupying space. I mean, I, I Coleman, I think that's very fair. I don't even think that's being mean. I think that's just real. Um, yeah, no doubt. So. It's just interesting, though, and I'm not saying this is everybody, but it is interesting how, you know, before the season last year, I give a take on Jordan Birch. Hey, you know, if, if, not even saying he is, but if he doesn't have a good year this year, there's going to be people that potentially label him as a bust. I didn't say he was a bust in that moment. Not even remotely in that moment that I say he was a bust. I said that he was approaching bust territory. Because of his recruiting ranking, because of the hype and hoopla he got on the recruiting trail and when he committed, and because of the numbers he had put up through two seasons. All of that was fair. And I even gave credit to Jordan Birch after his season last year for having a good season. Tipped my cap to him, highlighted the numbers. I thought he had a solid year, all things considered. But it's funny how when I, when I you know, that was back in August before the season started. When I, when I created that video and posted that clip, and gave that take, if you will, I mean, all hell broke loose. You all probably remember what the reaction was like. All hell broke loose. You're saying he's a bust, which I wasn't. Again, I was saying he was approaching bust territory if he didn't perform. So I said, which was true, and I stand by. It still was true. Total chaos on social media. People losing their collective shits. Fast forward a couple of months. Jordan Birch hits the portal. Those same people, he was a bust anyways. He wasn't any good. Those same people, they're calling him a bust. Oh, look, four and a half sack, you can have him, Oregon. No big deal. It's wild to see how some people will, like, heap praise on players that are theirs, and then the second that dude hits the portal, the second that dude switch up, they will completely turn on that player. And that's every single fan base. But I'm just someone like I stay in the middle. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to, and I'm sure many of you out there the same way, like you, you love the guys that are yours, you love your players, but you're, you're not going to get carried away, right? You're not going to get carried away. So that's how you're able to keep a level head. It's like if a guy wants to do, 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 what? Okay, I think that was the Jordan Birch hackers. That was the Birch camp that just hacked us. Anyways, you guys got the gist of what I was saying. So hit the remix on you. You guys got the gist of what I was saying there. That, that The hackers, I think, got us there for a moment, but we're all good. We're back. We're rocking. We're rolling. They can't keep us down forever. Uh, yeah, DGD, sometimes it happens, man. Technology is great until it isn't. But anyways, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-337. Three, three, seven, seven here on this 
Wednesday. Luke RJ, did Jordan Birch leave because all that bus talk last year? LOL. Uh, I don't know, Luke RJ. I don't know. I don't know why he left. I think he left the bag talk, not the bus talk. I think he left for the bag, not because he was a bus. But I'm just saying, Luke RJ, that it's funny that, again, even I was saying after the season, like I, I gave him all the credit in the world for having a good year. And, you know, that video, of course, of course, wasn't nearly as well received, right? I mean, it, it just that, and that's how you know. That's how you know people don't want to have real open dialogue and conversation and banter. There are people on social media that simply do want to be outraged. That's it. They want to be outraged. If if you don't give all sides of the argument the same the same energy, you just want to be upset, especially if you're fueling the side of the argument that upsets you. It's it's as simple as that. I mean, I could take it back to the carry on joiner thing, the carry on joiner tweet, which I wish I wouldn't have deleted. That was silly. I shouldn't have deleted it. But the carry on joiner tweet, you know, when that first happened and all, I mean, just the chaos, the, the utter chaos and outrage that that caused. Then a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, when I'm talking about the carry on joiner in a positive light, his role in the football team, the positive things he's doing. What happened? Not a peep. Not not a peep. It got a tenth of the views. You know, again, I, I've mentioned this many times, but the end consumer, the end consumer needs to shoulder a lot of the responsibility and dare I say blame for the way that media is now. Because you may not like a guy like Mark Ryan. You may not like a guy like myself at times when, you know, you say something in particular. You may not like a Stephen A. Smith or a Skip Bayless or a Shannon Sharp. You, you may not like – you may say you don't like those kind of guys. People may say they don't like certain types of content that are so edgy and over the top. Why are you saying this at the third? But as it moves the needle. It's what people give attention to. Those types of content do 10x, 50x, 100x – the views and the engagement over just like a normal take. They do. And so as long as that type of content is generating those views and engagement, that's the type of content you're going to get. And I'm not telling you that you should gear yourself to be some sort of shock jock or like, I don't do that. I don't do that in the slightest. I've never created a piece of content and thought to myself, what can I say in this moment that's going to move the needle? or going to get people going. Whether it's a gift or a curse, I've been able to since the jump. When I speak my mind, that sort of just naturally happens. <laughs> Again, for better or for worse, whether it's a gift or a curse, it generally just happens, inevitably happens um, throughout my content. But, you know, the end consumer, people can say they don't like Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You don't like bad news? Yes, you do. You do. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't feed into it. You wouldn't watch it. You wouldn't engage with it. You wouldn't just constantly be glued to it. People don't want to hear warm and fuzzy, like, let me, let's, let's talk about how great this is and how awesome this is and this, this, this. People want to hear you be bold, be, be call for coaches' jobs. People want to hear you have bold opinions and bold takes and be cutting edge. 
They do. That's what that's what that's what plays. That's literally what plays. So a guy like Mark Ryan, for example, people can say they hate Mark Ryan all they want. They can say he's no good. He's a bum. He's this. He's that. Mark Ryan knows how to get under the skin of Gamecock fans. That's just flat. And, and, and Clem sucks fans. He knows how to get under people's skin. His content plays. Every time he says something about South Carolina, you know what? He catches hate, but he gets attention. He gets attention. He flat out gets attention. And I respect it, though, because I think what it more so is, and I may be not even being respectful to my own self, because, again, if you're out there chasing views and chasing clicks and trying to be a shot, I, I think that's, and you're not being genuine, I think that's very obvious to people. Like, it's just, you, you, don't, you come off as you're not genuine, right? It's something you can just sniff a mile away. It, it, just, it just is. But I will say the reason that TSUS, for example, the reason we've one of the reasons, one of the many reasons like we found success is because, you know, traditional media, traditional entities, it feels like it's box score content, right? This is what happened. Here are the numbers. Here are the stats. Here's who the team plays next. That's what the content. Here's what the coach said. That's what the content consists of. The difference between the traditional entities and yours truly is instead of box score content, this content is, okay, I'm taking all those things into account. Here's what I think about those things. Here's what I think about what the coach said. Here's what I think about this performance. Here's what I think about this game. Here's what I think about the upcoming series, the upcoming weekend, the upcoming game. Here's what I think about it. It's opinion-driven based. It's banter-based, open-ended banter, which is what this show is. So it's much different, and it's what plays. I think people resonate with people who are brave enough to have an opinion and stand behind that opinion, to have a bold take and stand behind it. The amount of people I've had come up to me, guys, and tell me, thank you for saying things that I cannot say. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I wanted Muschamp fired at X date. Thank you for saying that. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was not able to say it. I mean, guys, I went on that Agoji podcast and three guys that were on the team when Will Muschamp was the coach. Bro, we were watching your stuff. You hit the nail on the head. You were saying things that most people just could not say. We're not willing to say. I've said this on these airways before. People resonate with the bold. They resonate with the brave. They resonate with people. That's why anonymous accounts don't win, guys. I'm here to tell you right now, you have no shot. If you're if you're not willing to put your face out there on social media and to put yourself out there, you have no chance. Nobody's resonating with an anonymous picture. Nobody. Nobody. You might be able to build a following on social media a little bit, but in regards to building a business and monetizing and doing it full-time, you have no shot because people invest in people. They don't invest in logos. They don't invest in slogans. They don't invest in – they invest in people. So if you're not somebody who's brave enough to put your face behind your opinion, you have no shot. Because I can tell you as a business owner, I'm not investing in you. You're a coward at that point. You're a coward. Nobody's investing in a coward. You have to be willing to stand behind what you believe in, stand behind what you say just at minimum. Just stand behind what you say. And that's why I've always said, you can't do it being anonymous. You got to put yourself out there. 
again, if you want to monetize and do it full time, because people invest in people. And so if you're not a likable person, if you're not someone that can command a room, if you're not someone that can talk business, if you're not someone that can solve problems and present value to other business owners and present, present value to your business partners, you don't have a shot. You don't have a shot. Anyways, that's my business soapbox for you. We've gone down a rabbit hole, which is the beauty of the Daily Crow, by the way, that we don't just sit kind of, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Sometimes I get on here and like, sometimes it's kind of obvious the low-hanging fruit of like, okay, there's a game that just happened. Let's talk about the game, what have you. Um, <laughs> Queen Slayer says, okay, but will they invest in a Disney princess just spelled differently? And it took me a minute, Chase. It took me a minute, Queen Slayer, to understand what you were saying, but I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Like I said, there's there's times where there's just low-hanging fruit with this show, and, you know, we just had a game. Let's talk about it. But I, I like the fact that we can get outside the box. You know what I mean? We can talk about everything, even stuff that's not sports. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. Uh, on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. Rick Reese for the brand new overlay you see below us. Really, really good stuff. Uh, I like it. I think it's snazzy. I think it's dope. Uh, so, again, I appreciate Eric for all of his hard work. For sure, you see right here, guys, TSUS.store. Be sure to check us out there. Uh, all of our social media handles down here, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, he didn't put Twitch, but you can follow us there as well. Uh, 843-790-3377 is the number. And uh, guys, if you have not done so, by the way, do us a favor. Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review for the show. It helps the show. It helps the podcast. It helps the business. We're still trying to obviously grow the podcast. So uh, if you could do that, again, it helps the podcast grow. And tell your friends about the Spurs Up show and everything we're doing here. So again, would love to hear from you guys. Again, I appreciate <clears throat> the love and support and, and really happy that I've got a, a platform where we can come and talk and conversate and and hang out, if you will. You know, it's funny. I since we're kind of talking about all sorts of all sorts of uh <clears throat> randomness, if you will. Okay, Texas AM offensive tackle. Matthew Wyckoff plans to enter the transfer portal. Hmm. Okay. I was going to say, though, since we're talking about sort of a bunch of different random what have you, I saw a tweet this morning. I won't say who tweeted it or what tweet it was, but basically it was Gamecock Twitter was going at this guy. And every time I see something like that, it just reminds me, man, I'm really glad that's not me. <laughs> like, I don't want to see anybody's day get ruined or get, get, get thrown into a loop on social media. Just you know, I, I don't want to see it happen. I like the piece. I really do. But it's, but it's, you, you just, when you operate on social media, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I mean, really, truly, you're going to get put through the ringer. Like, if your goal, I think that's something I see a lot with these young Gamecock content creators. And I don't know if there's really any out there that are like actually all that serious that are doing it, that, that want to do like get to the level that TSUS is or beyond. I, I don't know that really any are out there trying to do that necessarily. Um, but I think one of the biggest reasons, one of the biggest problems I see from these guys is, is they want to be liked by all Gamecock fans. Like, 
And they see it as a negative to be disliked by even one Gamecock fan. And it's just impossible. It's impossible, right? Because when you try to please everybody, you please nobody. Nobody likes you. You're boring. You don't move the needle. You don't want to be liked. You want to be respected. You want to be entertaining. You want to be informative. You want to be bold. You want to be an entity that people actually look to as like a source of information, but also their entertainment, their opinions. You know, it, it's not about being liked. It's really not. It's like I've told you guys before, you know, the Carolina Slapnik community, I'm grateful that we're not liked by them. There's some people within this fan base I'm, I'm grateful do not like me. There really are. I, I'm, I'm, it would say more about my character. It would say more about me as a person. It would say more about me if those certain people did like me and did rock with me and did want to hang out with me. And thank God they don't. Thank God they don't. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for those that show love. I'm grateful for those that hate. Everybody has a role as I've said many times. So anyways, uh, yeah, Lynn Turner. And you say there's some Gamecock fans who don't seem to want to be happy. They don't like anything. Well, Lynn, I just like, here's the thing. That's just, they're just people. Like It's like, they're, that's, that's what I've, I've said before. It's like, dude, I don't care if you're a Gamecock fan or not. Like you, you can be a Gamecock fan and also just a terrible person that's miserable and nobody wants to be around. That's, that's fine. That your fandom doesn't all of a sudden make you a good person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your fandom does, like, your fandom, what your fandom tells me or what your fandom does for me is, like, on a Saturday, you and I are buddies. We're pulling for the same team. All the other days, we we have, no, like, nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It does not mean anything. So, Anyways, yeah, it's, you're just you're never gonna be liked by everybody, man. Like even even dude, even if you're doing nothing but being positive, you're sunshine pumping, right? Even if you're just doing that, there's gonna be people that are like you're too positive. You're never gonna please everybody, dude. It's just impossible. I mean, I, I've I've felt it firsthand. I literally went from 2020, 19 and 20, you know, people saying he's toxic, he's negative. He's the worst Gamecock fan ever. To 2021 during Beamer's first season, you know, I, I 110% on on you know uh, on board with Shane Beamer, and 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 you know that 2021 season was interesting, a little bit tumultuous. We had to be patient. I was saying, you know, hey, be patient. It's going to come together. It's year one. We have to be patient. Oh, I was labeled as you're 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 a sunshine pumper. You're overly optimistic. You're you know, and I was like both sides. Both sides have a problem with me. That's how you know you're doing something right when you got both sides on you. So, um, anyways, guys, again, like I said, excited for the spring game, though. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know a lot of you, I'm, sur- I'm sure a lot of you will be there in person taking it all in. It'll be a great time. So, uh, yeah, cannot wait for that. Let's see. Got to love when people call about my car's extended warranty. Really do appreciate them doing that. Gotta love it. Daddy goes, says, pleasing everyone means you're lying to somebody. No doubt. It's a great way to phrase it. Coleman Hall says, Chris, did you think Muschamp was a bad hire from the start? I personally thought it was going to end poorly once he got the failed UF staff back together. 
Well, Coleman, I'll say this. <clears throat> I'll say this. I, uh, you know, I wasn't doing this when 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 Muschamp was hired, right? So, I guess not that that really matters. But like, my thoughts on it aren't documented anywhere, or anything. I will say that I thought it was an interesting hire, Coleman. I, I you know, I, I believe in people deserve second chances for sure. Like coaches, you know, just because you had one bad sense somewhere, it doesn't mean that you should never get another head coaching job. So, you know, I, admittedly, like I wanted to be optimistic. I didn't know, right? I, I didn't want to go into it with a with a negative, like this guy is doomed to fail. Um, so, you know, I, I, I didn't know, but I was kind of 50-50. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Hi, this is Matt. Okay, so we got more. We got more spam calls incoming. Love to see it. We got more spam calls incoming. DGD says only you can prevent forest fires. Wise words to Texas A&M this season. Why would those be your words, DGD? Why would those be your words? Anyways, guys, beautiful day here in Hilton Island, South Carolina. I mean, it is a fantastic day. You could not ask for a better one. I think the high today is like 78 or something like that. It is absolutely perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Let's see. How about this crazy stat, by the way, guys? This is something I did not know. And let me make sure. Let me pull this up really quick. So like I told you, Saturday Down South dropped an article. Seven strange but true SEC droughts heading into 2023. Okay? And, of course, one of the droughts was – South Carolina and the quarterback position, like we talked a lot about last year, the Gamecocks have not had a quarterback taken in the NFL draft since 1990 when Todd Ellis was selected, which is just crazy in its own right, right? And Spencer Rattler, had he departed, he would have been the first since then. I think we all feel confident he will be selected in the NFL draft. He will break that streak for South Carolina. Get this, though. Get this. South Carolina, since it joined the conference in 1992, has not had a quarterback be named All-SEC. That is shocking. And it it almost doesn't sound right. It almost doesn't sound right. But again, this is per Connor O'Gara, Saturday Down South. Spencer Rattler, return to Columbia, and this is straight from the article where, article where he'll try to become the program's first all-SEC quarterback since it joined the conference three decades ago. That is hard to believe. I mean, when you think about the great signal callers that have rolled through, I mean, you go all the way back to the 90s, guys. Steve Tannehill, Anthony Wright, Phil Petty. You even want to talk Blake Mitchell, some of the numbers he put up. Steven Garcia. Connor Shaw, Dylan Thompson. Like, how did Dylan Thompson in 2014 not get all SEC honors? The dude set records. 
None of the Jake Bentley years. It's it's crazy when you think about that. No South Carolina quarterback has ever named all SEC. And then you 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 do the math, and it makes sense why the Gamecocks have never, have never won the conference. It makes sense why the history has been what it's been. How are you going to win double-digit games without having a quarterback named to the all-conference team? How, how are you going to challenge for an SEC championship without your quarterback being named all SEC? How has how that position been such a problem for this program? I mean, we, we've had some good ones. Don't get me wrong. We've had some good ones. But that's a baffling stat. No quarterback drafted since 1990, and a quarterback has never been named all SEC. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And I think for South Carolina this season, dare I say if you're going to win nine-plus games, I think Spencer Rattler's got to be an all-conference quarterback. And, and, and especially, too, when you look at the quarterbacks that are returning this year that will be starting in the SEC – I think you could argue he's a top three or four QB. I think you could argue he's the best returning quarterback in the SEC East. You could argue he's the best. There aren't many better than him in the entire conference. So I think for the Gamecocks, you know, there's many people out there, nine wins, 10 wins. God, we're going to challenge for the East. I think if that does happen, I think you'll see Spencer Rattler being all SEC player. And I think it'll have to happen. I think he'll have to have an all-conference type of season for the Gamecocks to achieve those type of heights and that type of success. It's just a crazy stat, though. I mean, it's a crazy stat. It's a crazy stat. It's a crazy, crazy stat. Anyways, guys, we're creeping into our number Stop. Go inside. Go. Go inside. Dogs hear a they they hear a horn honk and they go crazy. Okay, so it looks like the high today is actually 73 in Hilton Head. Seventy-three. Beautiful this weekend though. My God, I wish I Part of me wishes I was staying. <laughs> There's a part of me that wishes I was staying down here. Going to be beautiful down here this weekend. But it'll be fun this weekend being, like I said, in studio, actually in the studio, locked into the spring game. Um, Lynn Turner says, isn't Anthony Wright the only Gamecocks quarterback to start in an NFL game? No, Connor Shaw actually did. Connor Shaw started for um, the Cleveland Browns. He did start. But Anthony Wright's definitely had – he definitely has had the best career – uh, for a quarterback. Definitely has had the best career. There's no question. Um, Cody says, excited to get back on the course. Hitting the links to my good buddy, Joey Pancake tomorrow. Tell Joey I said, what's up, Cody? He said, come play with play with us when you're in Columbia sometime. Yeah, we'll do it. Would love to play. We got a little co-star back here. A little co-star in the background. A little co-star in the background. Coleman Hall says, I got a pit in my stomach when Champ announced the Florida staff was getting back together. If you can't win enough to keep your job with Florida's talent, resources, and even beat FCS teams, I don't see how you could do it at South Carolina or do good at South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, Coleman, we could we could spend hours just talking about the must-champ era and all the mistakes and the problems, but 
I think Will Muschamp, when you look back on his tenure, his biggest mistake was he didn't learn from his previous mistakes. <laughs> he just he just flat out didn't. I mean, to your point, why would you think – why would you think going to a different school but bringing the same staff that did not work at Florida, a place, again, that has more resources and has more talent, has more history, has more tradition, why would you think that would work? It just – so – yeah, it was doomed from the start, unfortunately. It was doomed from the start, and, uh, you know, we all wanted – it's it's crazy, though, Coleman, sitting here talking about it so so plainly, so bluntly, if you will, because, you know, we look back, and, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now, when you talk about the history of TSUS, and I, and I will one day, guys, sit down and do, like, a five-part series on just, like, the history of the Spurs Up show and, um, <clears throat> you know, everything we've done to get to this point, dude. It was a war on social media, like every day, day in, day out. I think there were a lot of people, and I don't hold it against anybody, obviously, but I think there were a lot of people that are fans of TSUS today that hated my guts back then when we called for Will Muschamp's firing. I mean, I, I think people, I think people, you know, it's 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 easy to sit here and say now, you know, Will Muschamp's terrible. He's the worst. I hate Will Muschamp. But uh, I'm telling you, man, when I first called for his job, it was chaos. I mean, it was it was pure chaos, pure chaos. So happy to be sitting here today with the situation we have right now versus what the situation was then. Let me just say that. Let me just say that. So. <clears throat> Coleman Hall says, I think a lot of people trauma bonded to Muschamp given Spurrier's departure. True. Queenslayer says, I still don't like you. Cheers to that, Chase. Many don't. Many don't, my friend. Many don't. Coleman says, you can't talk smack and be a jerk if you're bad at your job. Thought he was lippy, too lippy for how bad of a coach he was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some people, dude, some people thought Muschamp won the press conference. I'm sure Luke RJ, you know, Luke RJ loves talking about coaches and press conference. If you're, if you're good at the press conference, you're a good coach. I'm sure Luke RJ thought that Will Muschamp was great at pressers. A lot of people thought he was great at pressers. A lot of people thought he was great. I'm not trying to put words in Luke R.J.'s mouth, but I'm just making the point that a lot of people thought he was awesome in the press conference. I think Gamecock fans just love to see, like Muschamp had that chip on his shoulder and that fire about him that I think a lot of our fans do as well, that like, screw you, like I'm good enough, like, you know what I mean? Like, so a lot of fans resonated with that. Like, he's our guy, you know what I mean? He, he's, he's our guy, Muschamp's ours. He's made Columbia his home. You know, Will Corb, what's up, my man? What's going on? Excited to get down to Myrtle Beach in two weeks. Very excited. Very excited for it, man. Going to be a really, really good time. Looking forward to hanging out with all the Myrtle Beach folks. So. Coleman says he gave Stone Cold Steve Austin vibes, but he never won anything. Would have been great if he had some W's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The must champ era. What a time. What a time that was. What a time that was indeed. Uh, 
What a time that was indeed. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. As you can see, we're in the golf attire today. We'll be heading out there to uh, to Harbortown. Again, I want to shout out Derek over at Salty Dog Cafe, or the Salty Dog, if you will. Really, really great stuff. Meeting him, linking up with him. Be good. There's a dog out there walking. You be good. You be good. What is on your nose? What did you get into? There you go. You got it off. Anyways, we're having a blast down here in Hilton Head, man. We're having a blast. Appreciate you guys. You can show and love support. The fact we're able to do this remotely is really, really cool, man. It's 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 awesome. Um, I think one of the reasons, and I know, I know one of the reasons that TSUS has also succeeded has been I always had a thirst and a, and a hunger, I should say, for for entrepreneurship and flexibility and, and, and being my own boss and controlling my schedule and doing things my way and all my, my uh, clocking in and clocking out, if you will, like when I want to. And so the fact that we're able to do this remotely and change things up and do a different time and it's really cool. And we couldn't do it without your love and support. I mean, honestly, guys, if zero people were tuned in, right? Everybody's like, nope, we're only tuning in 12 to 2. I wouldn't waste my time, wouldn't waste my breath. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is we have you guys showing love and support. So I really do appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys being flexible, obviously, with the changes. Lynn Turner says, without Champ, we probably don't have Beamer, so the pain served a purpose. It always does, Lynn. It always does. It always does, for sure. And I'll say this, our good friend Brad Crawford, our friend Brad Crawford, I want to pull up his tweet because I I saw him say something yesterday. I thought it was really interesting. He said this. Two and a half years in the Shane Beamer's tenure at South Carolina, the program's further along than I thought it would be. Sustained top 25s from here and annual top 20 recruiting halls, and this could be a decade-plus higher for the Gamecocks. This has not been a roster that constitutes three wins over top 15 teams. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Over two seasons, but Beamer has them. 
A lot of lopsided games in year one that went in the other direction last year. Coaching. Interested in seeing what Dabble Loggins brings offensively. And it really made me think. It made me stop and think, and it gave me perspective on where this program is at this point. And I think I, I would even say I think they, they're, uh, they're ahead of schedule of what I expected. I, I really do believe so. I thought it was going to take three to four years to build the roster, but the transfer portal has changed that. You know, without the portal, you don't get a Spencer Rattler. You don't get a Juice Wells. You don't get a Nate Atkins from last year. You don't get a um, Devonnie Reed to help you get safety. Like, you don't get these guys. You, you just don't get these guys, right? So, um, you know, it's what, what Beamer and company have done to this point, where they're at right now, I think the program is definitely – ahead of schedule in regards to what my expectations, what many of your expectations were. Because when he was hired in December of 2020, it was a mess. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It was a complete mess. So to see what they've done, and I don't know if you guys agree. Would you agree it's ahead of schedule? Because I I would certainly say so. I, I would certainly say that it's ahead of schedule. You know, I thought, again, making a bowl game in year one would be a massive success. I mean, winning eight games last year, that was a massive success. So if you would have told anybody in December of 2020 when it was hired, hey, coming into year three, you know, you're going to have an opportunity to win eight plus, maybe nine plus games. This guy, that guy will be back. You'll have this hype. You might be preseason top 25. I don't think anybody would have turned their nose up at that. I think this program is definitely ahead of schedule, and it's all thanks to Shane Beamer. Guys, let's jump to the phone lines real quick. We got our guy, Will. Oh, and Will hung up. Okay. Will, if you want to call back in. Would love to take your call. My guy Luke RJ wants to clear the air. Chris Wilmuschamp was a horrible press conference coach. He would try to bully all the reporters and was arrogant and answer with short questions and said the word schematically every time. He also said program. Okay, well, Luke RJ, I, I thought you would say that he was a great press conference coach. So look how much, how little I know, I should say. Look how little I know. So there you go. All right, let's jump back to the whole line. See, we got Will. Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, man. Uh, just uh, wanted to call and uh, talk a little bit about the baseball game last night. Um, another good performance by Petri. I mean, dude, freaking insane. Uh, also, you think – I mean, I saw they moved past it down in the order. He's really been struggling lately. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he's just, he's just trying to hit for the fence every time other than him getting, you know, hit by baseballs or some walks. He hasn't really got on base much. Um, just – Want to see your overall thoughts on uh, on uh, Petri and uh, the fact that I don't know what the the home run total like the biggest one ever is for South Carolina like the record for single season I'm not sure what that is but does he have a chance to get to that and then also your thoughts on uh, Cassis and Slump that, that he's been in lately Yeah, I mean Petri's incredible, man. I mean I think he's definitely putting together the best freshman season in school history. I think it was Colin Taylor at Gamecock Central that posted about uh, Justin Smoke had 17 home runs as a freshman, and uh, Patrick's already got 16. And yeah. we've got six weeks left of this season. So he's going to eclipse that. He's probably going to be a 20-plus home run guy, which is nuts. I mean, that's – when you stop and think about it, that's absolutely nuts. Uh, in regards to Cassis, man, I mean, he's a guy that – I think he definitely resembles the 2021 lineup, the Feast or Famine, which – you know, it won't kill you if you got one or two of those guys in your lineup. The problem with that team was that was the entire lineup. So you're going to keep Cassis in there for his power, for his upside when he does get hot. And I think that's what the hope is, is that he will get hot again at some point. But, um, 
you know, I, you're not going to see them take him out of the lineup. And, that, and that'll be a great storyline, you know, this weekend, Will, is just him going up against his former team. What does that look like, right? I mean, I'm sure there will be a lot of emotions yeah. there for them. I'm sure he's got a lot of great relationships with Corbin and his former teammates. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure going into Nashville, he's going to want to – he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, right, want to show everybody, hey, this is what I'm all about. And certainly he's put together a great season. But you know he's going to want to have a big weekend. So I, I think that's going to be a really, really big storyline for the weekend just to see how he performs. And certainly the Gamecocks will need him to be at his best as they'll look to take down the fourth-ranked Vanderbilt Commodores. But, uh, yeah, I, I still like Cass's game. I, I would keep him in the lineup. Hey, you get hot, you get cold. Oh, yeah. You got to trust your guys through the slumps. And, uh, you know, for sure, I think, uh, you know, I, I think he'll get it going at some point. But, yeah, watching Ethan Petrie, man, what he's doing on a nightly basis is is it's just special. It's just special. I mean, there's no other way to put it. But um, also, I mean, Brewer, man, wow. I mean, that, that guy has really – stepped up lately and, and been a great piece for that lineup and, and hitting in the second spot. He looked pretty good there last night, almost like a second leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you <clears> think <throat> it's going to look like when Will gets back and possibly uh, – it sounds like Kingston was saying maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, do you think he slides back into that, that uh, lead spot with Wimmer because Wimmer's kind of done pretty well there, or do you think they kind of put him somewhere else? Well, I don't think you'll mess with what's working. I don't think it's as simple as, okay, he's back, just stick him back where he was. I think you probably try to <clears> – I think you try to ease him back in. Um, I mean, when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. But, you know, is he going to be, like, full action, playing nine innings every night? Like, is he going to be fully ready to go? I mean, I would imagine so. But, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to mess with what is working. But you definitely want to get him back in the lineup. I mean, he, he, he's a, he was a starter for a reason. He's a big-time stick. Um, I think what you see, though, too, is, I mean, this has helped build depth, if nothing else. Like, Michael Braswell needs to continue to play. You've got other guys. If McGillis comes back and he starts out in a slump, you got other guys that can platoon and help out. So, um, I mean, it, it's a great problem to have. You know what I mean? Last year, we, yeah, were, sure. we, were, we were trying to scrape together looking for players that could help us win games, and we couldn't find any, and now we got too many players. You know what I mean? So, you're, you're in a good spot. You're in a good position, but you definitely want him back, and I think he will be a big piece for this team late in the season and going into the postseason. Yeah, and Brad and Braswell, he's kind of he struggled a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he's 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 clutch. Like when we need something, he seems like he can always come up when absolutely in need. But just the consistency there hasn't really been there. Um, so I'm wondering. I'm thinking that when he when when Will comes back, he's sliding out of that spot he's in, and he probably will. You know, probably still see time, but I don't think he'll see as much mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, so, well, yeah, man, yeah. just uh, excited to get get to 30 wins. I mean, that'll be yeah. one of the quickest we got to 30 wins, right? If we yeah, I mean, this, this is one of the best starts in school history for sure. I mean, it's <clears> – again, it's incredible to see what we're doing. But back to your point about Michael Braswell, <clears throat> you know, everybody trusts Monty Lee on the hitting side of things. You know, they credit him with the, the massive turnaround. Well, if you credit Monty Lee and you trust Monty Lee, there's a reason why Michael Braswell wasn't the starter and didn't play a whole lot to begin the season because – Monty Lee and company, they saw something in Braswell that he just wasn't consistent enough. He wasn't consistent enough to be one of the, the best nine hitters that took the field. And so I think that's what you're seeing. I mean, I, I like Braswell a lot. So it's it's not a situation like, well, he's just terrible. You just have a lot of competition. And, I mean, he, even Kingston in the preseason made the point that guys that were no-brainer, no-doubt starts, la- no doubt starters last year, they're fighting for jobs. And I think Michael Braswell was probably the guy he was talking about. So, um Love Brazzy. I mean, again, he's a baller. He, he, he's a he's a player for sure. 
But uh, I think you're seeing why McGillis was the, the go-to guy to start the season. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Who was that pitcher that played last night? I can't remember his name. It wasn't Austin or, or Hicks or any of them. Who's that? He, I think he pitched one in, and he had some good stuff. I, I, I hadn't seen a lot of him this year. Well, they threw a bunch uh, of different guys. I mean, there was Austin yeah, Williamson, I, I, Hicks threw, Kate Austin threw, uh, Phipps threw, trying to think, Becker threw. Who else? Um, there was one guy I hadn't seen much of. I was pretty impressed with it. I can't remember. It wasn't any of them, I don't think. I mean, there was like nine guys on us who came out there last night. But, yeah, it was, um, a, it, was a Johnny, yeah. it was a Johnny Holstaff type of night, which is always good in the midweek to get those guys uh, – I mean, I can find it real quick. To get those guys work. Let's see. Um, he yeah, like so Becker, Jerzenbeck, Williamson, Phipps, Proctor, Sweat, Austin, and Hicks, all three. Sweat, Sweat. Sweat. Yeah, sweat through in the uh, the Thursday night game against LSU as well. Yeah, he's he's up there bumping 94-95, and he's barely pitched all year. Yeah, so. he's got um, stuff, yeah I mean, again, you got depth. You got depth. He, I mean, he, yeah, he threw one inning and struck out the side. So, he threw pretty well. Yeah, I was kind of impressed with him. But, yeah, it's just crazy how much pitching depth we have this year compared to so last year where we were hurt. Just <clears> yeah. You know, it's just like, wow. Like, hopefully Noah Hall isn't hurt for the season there. Let's yeah. hope on that because, I mean, he – He's been a talent. I mean, he really only had one bad game so far this year. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll hop off over here, Chris, and keep listening. Man. Will, you're the man. I, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Great stuff from our friend Will from Dirty Myrtle. And uh, to his point, yeah, tons of pitching depth in the Gamecocks team for sure. Guys, we'll go ahead and jump into another break. On this side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crows. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, <clears throat> That is 843-790-3377. Again, I was thinking about this over the break, that, that stat, that Saturday on South Post. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things you read. I think you read it and you're like, that cannot be true. That South Carolina in their, what, joined the conference in 1992 – so this is what, their 31st year of play in the SEC, SEC football? 31st year of play. South Carolina has never had a quarterback make the all-SEC team. Like, it's just hard to fathom. When you think about the names, the guys that have come through, Tannehill, Wright, Petty, Mitchell, Garcia, Shaw, Thompson, even Bentley, None of those guys. Nobody. Nobody's ever sniffed an all-conference team. And then you've had no quarterback drafted since April of 1990. I think the struggles of that position or the lack of big success at that position, I think it really explains a lot. I think it explains a lot. And I think South Carolina, for them to take the next step, they got to start hitting on the quarterback position. Those quarterbacks are going to take their play to the next level. So, um, to be fair, too, though, and I will say – I feel like it's necessary that I say this. Travi says that's probably what kept us mediocre all those years, lack of quarterbacks. I mean, also, too, though, it's talent around him, right? It's talent around him. So, my guy Frank, oot, oot, good job, Yardcocks, indeed. 144 days till football. How about that? 144 days, Frank, and a kickoff. We'll start our uh, – so, that means 44 days until – about May, so it's be about May 26th, May 27th. That is when we will start our countdown 
to the 2023 football season. That's when we'll start our countdown 100 days, and we'll start from there, and we will uh, we'll rock. So those are always fun. It's always fun posting the uh, the countdown videos and what have you. So let's see. The results from last night. Florida beat Florida State 5-3. Tennessee over Eastern Kentucky 14-2. to How about Clemson Sucks beating Georgia 8-1. to Georgia Tech beats Auburn 12-8. Bama beats Southern Miss 13-0. Vandy wins big in their midweek, 14-2. Mississippi State beats UAB 7-3. LSU beats Tulane 11-5. How about UTSA beats A&M 5-1? Holy smokes. Gamecocks obviously got the dub. Mizzou beats Missouri State 10-1. Memphis beats Ole Miss 11-9. And Arkansas disposes of Little Rock by a final score of 21 to five. We got two SEC series starting tomorrow night. Uh, Kentucky at LSU. That'll be a really good one. One verse 12. And then Texas A&M hosting Missouri. Those games get going at seven and eight. And you look at the other SEC series this weekend. Of course, I think Carolina Vandy certainly a headliner. Uh, Ole Miss Mississippi State, the rivalry series. That will take center stage for sure. Um, let's see, Florida, Georgia, that'll be a good one in Gainesville, Bama, Auburn. So this is like rivalry weekend, I guess, in the SEC in regards to series are concerned. Um, and then Arkansas, Tennessee will be a really good one. That game, uh, Friday night will be on SEC network. How did the Gamecocks not get the SEC network game? I don't know. I think though, if I recall correctly, I could be wrong. Let's see, are all three of the games this weekend? I thought one of them was on SEC Network. No, they're all SEC Network Plus, which is just crazy. 7 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 2 o'clock this weekend. I feel like SEC Network owes us. Don't you feel like they owe us? Because we were supposed to get a Saturday game on SEC Network and against LSU, and we never got it due to weather. We never got it due to weather. So, I don't know. That's unfortunate. Either way, though, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Lynn Turner says we need to be able to, or we need to expand SEC Network to multiple channels. That would be good. How about just the Gamecock channel? Like the Longhorn Network, we'll do the Gamecocks Network. DGD says, are you able to go back and re-watch them if they're on SEC Network Plus? Yeah, you can watch uh, – DGD, you can watch the replay, no, no doubt, for sure. Come here. Come here. Come on. Okay. You want to go play? So – We got a big truck coming down the way. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Guys, tomorrow's podcast is going to be a really, really fun one. Going to be a really fun one as we preview 
the Garnet and Black Spring Game. Looking forward to talking spring game. That being said, let's go ahead, guys. Jump to the phone lines here. To accept, press 1 to send a voice. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. You having some technical difficulties? It took a minute. Usually, it doesn't even go through like that. I just, yeah, I, 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 uh, I missed the button, my guy. But we are good. What's going on? Okay. Um, first things first. It was not a. It wasn't. It didn't go as I expected. Of course. I mean, it's okay. Like, like. I know my prediction was way off, but. Who cares? We got the dub. That's all that matters. I picked this to win and we won. So it is what it is. And I hate that. And I hate that Noah Hall is um, hurt. Uh, Hopefully he can get back sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. If not, prayers out to him. I hope he gets better regardless if it's sooner. Or later, I just want him to get better and get back on the field as soon as possible. Because he's one he's one heck of a pitcher, okay. And I'm not gonna like freak out all because of that, solely because of how many great arms that we have. Mm. I think we'll be okay in the long run, even if if he's not able to come back for the rest of the season. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and I, I think our pitching depth will definitely survive it, no doubt. I think our pitching depth will be fine. So, thankfully, we got a bunch of talented guys that are ready to go. Yeah, for sure. And that stat that you read about the quarterbacks at USC, right? I, I didn't even – I didn't even – I mean, I knew that the last time we had a quarterback drafted was Todd Ellis. I knew that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we have not had a quarterback make the all-SEC team, and and I agree with you, how in God's green earth did Dylan Thompson not make the all-SEC team? I have no idea, my friend. <laughs> That's my question. Are as those well. guys smoking? Are, are those guys smoking joints with Snoop Dogg or something? Were those guys smoking joints with Snoop Dogg back then or something? What was going on, man? I, mean, I don't know. Dude was chunking the ball all over the field, man. I mean, putting up stats that wound up being records. I mean, come on. And I definitely think I could see us this weekend, by the way, taking two out of three. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think that, at least for now, I got us taking two out of three. Okay. I got us winning two out of three this weekend. It might change between now and tomorrow. I don't know yet. But for now, I got us taking two out of three. But also, on the other hand, I'm thinking maybe we should, maybe we, maybe we need a sweep because.
because we weren't able to get the third game in against LSU. Of course, we had no control over it. The weather said, no, you're not getting this game in. But I, I just, for now, think that we'll take two out of three against Vandy. Which would be a great weekend. I mean, if you can go on the road, take two out of three from a really good Vandy team, that is a that would be a success, no doubt. And Will, if you're Will from Dirty Myrtle, if you're still listening, I will be in Myrtle Beach the sixth and seventh of October. The sixth and seventh of October. I will be in Myrtle Beach. I don't think we have a game that weekend, so that works out perfectly because I'll be at a men's conference in Myrtle Beach. Mm, okay. So I won't have to worry about missing no games or what have you. I'll just be chilling in Myrtle Beach for the weekend. Maybe you and I definitely also huh? I was gonna say maybe you and Will can link up. Maybe. If I'm not too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think, I mean, don't get me wrong. Was I kind of excited when we hired Will Muschamp? Kind of. I was kind of excited. And I definitely agree with you that what you said about, you know, the reason why people were behind Will Muschamp was because they were trying to get over the fact that Spurrier left and they only they took what they could get and what we got was Will Muschamp we were so we were so scarred by by Spurrier leaving that we just wanted a head football coach and turns out the one that we got was not a good one it was not fun being a Gamecock fan in the month it wasn't no, it was not. No, it was not. It was not fun creating content around the Gamecocks either during that time, honestly. It was, but it wasn't. Thankfully, I don't know. Yeah. thankfully, though, Shane Beamer has made Gamecock football fun to watch again. Win, lose, or draw, it's fun to watch again. Back then, you were like, oh, crap, we got to play Florida. We're probably going to lose. We're playing Alabama. We're probably going to get our brains beat in. Now, we just, you never know. I mean, if you, like I said last year, if you would have told me this time last year that we were going to beat A&M, beat Tennessee, and beat Clemson all in the same year, I would have been like, you're smoking crack. You're crazy. But Beamer has got these dudes believing in themselves, and I truly believe, like he said in the in the in in that promote promote uh, promotional video or whatever it was called or whatever, that that was the problem was confidence in each other and confidence in themselves. And this team, in the first two years of Beamer, you can see the confidence in these guys. They've got confidence now, which is something that they have not had for a very, very long time. Yeah, guys are having fun, man, playing for each other, believing one another. And, uh, you know, it, it also helps when you're having success on the field. But 
Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, when it's going well, when and it's before going. Before I get off of here, go ahead and finish, bro. I'm no, I was just gonna say when it's going well, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, mm. for sure. And just just ahead, I know we got a while until then, but when are we get to be about two weeks away from the season? Okay. You remember how we did my game-by-game prediction and you pulled up the schedule graphic? I do remember that. <clears throat> I do recall. Let's do that again because it would be e- it would be easier for me to do it that way than trying to remember the schedule off the cuff. We can do it, Robbie. I'm, I'm game, man. I'm game for sure. Okay. Okie dokie. And uh, – so, uh, anyways, uh, you have a great rest of your uh, vacation. And uh, if you go to the beach, put on some sunscreen. Well, and I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night, man. Tomorrow night. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great to see uh, some folks I don't think I've seen in a while in Somerville. So, Absolutely. All right, buddy. Have a great rest of your day, and go Cox. And to heck with that team in the upstate. I'm not, I'm not even going to say the name, okay? No, I'm not even going to. Don't need to because they suck. Mm. Robbie, one question for you Here's before hard. you dip out. What What's for lunch today? Mm. That's a good question. I don't know. I had leftovers yesterday. I had, I had an East Bay Deli chicken wrap lunch and then i had a leftover big mac that my brother didn't eat while he was here i had that for dinner last night okay i was just curious <laughs> i <was> just curious <laughs> but i don't know really, i don't know I'm, I'm i'm honestly hungry right now as a matter of fact i don't know what i'm gonna eat though i'll find something by hook or by crook, I'll find something. By hook or by crook. <laughs> but, For uh, sure. I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, I've already made up my mind that I'm going to try to try the ribs tomorrow. Because the ribs at Carolina House are like on like fire. So I'm going to try those tomorrow. Mm. So I won't even have to look at the menu. I love it, man. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good time for sure. Yeah, the food is phenomenal as well. Oh, so. absolutely. All right, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and get off of here. All right, brother. We'll I'll talk soon, Robbie. Tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow night. For sure. For sure. All right, man. All right, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. I need to start smoking a cigar Um, every time I have Robbie calling because it's a good time. Good break for me to smoke a stogie. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Appreciate our good friend Robbie Davis calling in. Um, Justin says, we don't even know what we have yet. Who's progressed and who needs some definite work is coming this Saturday night. Will he be ready for the summer? Yeah, Justin, it's crazy, too, to think about that, you know, football. I mean, we never stopped talking about it. But, dude, after the spring game, I mean, yes, you'll have the, the portal and stuff like that, but or after the spring game, football goes into kind of a hiatus. You know what I mean? Like, football really doesn't pick back up. I'd say the month of May, nothing. The month of June is like nothing, nothing for football. 
And then July, middle of July, you get into SEC media days. Uh, and then it'll be two weeks before fall camp starts. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it, it'll be uh, it'll be great to see the guys on the field, though. A lot to talk about, of course, guys. Like I mentioned, the podcast tomorrow will be a full spring game preview. Everything from top storylines, players to watch for, who I think the spring game standout will be, uh, what I most want to see from the spring game, stuff like that. So, going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Guys, that being said, we'll go ahead and jump into our final break of the day. But on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Final 15 minutes or so here on The Daily Crow. Appreciate you all tuning in. Um, guys, no TDC tomorrow. We'll be back live Friday as normal. Tomorrow is a travel day for us, so we'll be heading We'll be heading to Somerville, of course, for the spring tour as that continues. Looking forward to getting after it in Somerville for sure. Um, Bruin Nation says the one good thing about June, Beamer will roll off a few welcome homes. Big recruiting month. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll probably Bruin Nation secure most of the 24 class in that month. That's kind of when they do it, you know, with the with the uh, signing day now in December. Um, with the signing day now in December, you know, they, they get all that done over the summer. I mean, most guys want to want to commit and get it over with before the season even starts. So, before the season starts. Um, let's see. Lynn Turner says Spurrier was in, in a no-win situation. He lost the team and the fans. He should have retired instead of saying in a presser that he was retiring in a year or two. That started the decommitment train. Yeah, that, that really did. When he said, yeah, I got a couple more years in me, that that really is what, uh, what did it, what sent you into a spiral, if you will, unfortunately. John Edward Tank Booker from Maryland supposed to announce where he's transferring to in a South Carolina in his top – Five. I did not know that. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Justin Langford, you get your newcomers from high school, so should be an, be new competition, which will create a better team. No doubt. Yeah. Ruben Nation asks, what happened to Lady Bree? She disappeared. Haven't seen or heard anything from her even on Twitter. I, I have no idea, Ruben Nation. I, I could not tell you. I, I have not heard from Lady Bree. And I think the last time I heard from Lady Bree, the last time she called in was like early January, maybe middle of January, something like that. So it's been a very, very long time since, uh, since I've heard since I've heard from Lady Reba, it's, it's funny, dude. Like on this show, there are certain people that stay, but there are certain like characters. It feels like that come and go. They don't, they don't, you know, they're they're only they're only here for a season. They'll, they'll they'll call in for one season, whatever, and then you never hear from them again. Maybe Lady Bree is one of those. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's you know, wish Lady Bree nothing but the best. Hope she's doing well. But uh, yeah, I have not. I have not heard from Lady Bree at all. So, have not heard from Lady Bree at all. 
Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, April the 12th. Appreciate you all tuning in. Guys, again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Um, Let's see. Again, podcast. Podcast will drop tomorrow. Podcast will drop tomorrow. Full breakdown of this weekend series and the Garnet and Black Spring Game. The Garnet and Black Spring Game. Looking forward to that as well. Justin Langford, appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. I always have a great time down in the low country. I always have a great time down in the low country. So um, it's always a blast. And love hanging with the low country Gamecocks, all the all the coastal Gamecocks as well, going all the way up from Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Hilton Head, Savannah, all that good stuff. So it's always a good time. But uh, anyways, guys, we're out here in Hilton Head. Appreciate y'all. Looking forward to the spring game on Saturday. We'll do the live stream watch along, of course, 7 o'clock until it's over. Uh, We won't take any questions, comments, or calls after the game, but that will be something we do during football season. When we do those live stream watch-alongs, that'll be something we do during football season. We'll do a post-game call-in show to where the live stream watch-along will take place. We will probably – I don't know if we'll end that or or if we'll roll – we'll probably just roll straight into – the call-in show. I don't know. Maybe ending it would be smart, though, like having like a 10-minute break, getting set up, and then taking your questions, comments, calls. I think that will go crazy. I think people will be all about that. Wanted to get their thoughts out there. I mean, it could be a very dangerous thing <laughs> to a degree. It could be a very dangerous thing, but depending on what the results of the games are. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun. That is for sure. It'll be a lot of fun. That's for sure. So. Again, it's always fun to evolve and grow in business and all that good stuff. And I appreciate you guys being there along the way. So appreciate you guys being there along the way. Guys, unless we've got anything else, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up early. Um, I think we've pretty much touched on everything. I know we normally go to noon, but got some stuff I want to take care of. So this will drop 3 o'clock, guys. I've been dropping it normal, the consistent schedule, 3 o'clock on the Spurs Up Show podcast feed. Um, the Spurs Up Show podcast feed is where you can find it. iTunes, Spotify, Central Google Podcasts. If you miss anything, it's available via podcast version. Um, what else? What else? What else? Of course, guys, the spring tour continues tomorrow night in Somerville, Carolina Alehouse, Somerville 191 Sigma Drive. All the details on social media. We'll get rolling at six o'clock. We'll have the Beamer Ball to the Moon merchandise, Beamer Ball towels. We'll have koozies. 
uh, all that good stuff. And, of course, we will do a q and I, I, I got to say, I didn't love the tour stop on the same night as a game. Um, but, you know, we learn as we go. We learn as we go. You learn what you prefer. So I'm glad we did it. But uh, tomorrow night will be much more like a traditional tour stop where we'll take your questions, we'll do a little bit of the Q&A, and we'll hang out, conversate, have a great time. It'll be a great opportunity for Gamecocks just to hang out, conversate, and uh, enjoy each other's company. So outside of that, guys, yeah, again, podcast will drop tomorrow. I uh, appreciate you all, the love, the support. Again, got some things we're going to go take care of right now. But, uh, yeah, guys, in the meantime, stay tuned to the content. Stay locked in content, bleeding out the eyeballs. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you all. No TDC tomorrow, so tune in the podcast. We'll have clips tomorrow, but we will talk to you right here on these airwaves on Friday. Y'all take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.